Hello and welcome to Plot Trists. This is Lane. This is Meg. And today we're reviewing A Day Until Forever by Erin Langston. This was published in 2022 and is a prequel novella to Forever Your Rogue, which you may remember that we absolutely loved. And I did not remember that while reading this book. <laughs> but after I explained it to her, she was like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably good that you didn't actually remember it while you were Honestly, reading Honestly, though, probably. Yeah. Um, so we are pro- going to do our best not to spoil Forever Your Rogue. Yeah. Um, but... I do think there will be a spoiler tag section to discuss spoilers for Forever Your Rogue. I don't think we're going to need to spoil a day until forever at all. No. So just be, when we do a post spoiler tag section, if you already read Forever Your Rogue, you're safe. Or honestly, if you listened to our episode on Forever Your Rogue and listened to the spoiler tag. You're safe. We're going to talk about the same thing again. I have to talk about it again. If only because I just remembered it when Meg told me this was a prequel to Forever Your Road and then told me we'd read it and what that book was. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. All right. You read the book jacket? Yeah. Raymond Travers is a busy man. The harried eldest son has a to-do list as long as his father's last bender, and his plans don't include spending all Hallowtide playing chaperone to a spirited debutante. But Raymond will do whatever it takes to secure a business deal with Lord Holland, including agreeing to keep the Baron's daughter out of trouble at the Harvest Fair. Unfortunately for Raymond, Rosalie Holland is not to be trifled with. A hopeless romantic and hellion in the making, Rosie has impatiently waited all year for the return of Ian Renwood, the object of her girlhood fantasies. But at every turn, Rosalie's rebellious plans for Renwood are dashed by the sinfully handsome glower of a certain stoic chaperone. Raymond and Rosalie have no choice but to grin and bear it through the Harvest Festival, a riotous romp of mysterious fortune-telling, shadowy bonfires, and ghostly abandoned mills. But as their own mischief and mayhem turns heated, a single day together might not be enough. I have no issues with this book jacket, honestly. It's fine. It's it's a short novella. It's a short novella. It's on Kindle Unlimited. If you have Kindle Unlimited, check it out. I don't know. It was worth it. (laughs) It was really enjoyable. My, My point is, like, the book jacket could not say any more than this without actually summarizing the entire book. Mm-hmm. Well, as usual, we generated a random number. For novellas, that number is generated between 1 and 25. And for this episode, the number was 13. So we wrote summaries with 13 words. <laughs> I will go first. Raymond is starchy, so he falls for Rosalie when she discards her fichu. And the cape she had over her spring gown. <laughs> But that's that's what starchy does too. As soon as as a woman is like not starchy, he falls for her immediately. Yeah, I love it. My summary: Rosalie needs to pay attention to the divine answer she asked for. Girl, <laughs> this reminds me. I read your summary and I was like, "Is this Katrina from Scandal's Bride?" 
Rosalie keeps going to the witches and they keep giving her accurate information some fucking how and she keeps just straight up ignoring it. <laughs> She's like, I know that I said they were accurate, but ugh, witches, you know? <laughs> fucking witches, man. Ugh, tropes. <laughs> do yours first. Raymond will do everything for his brother and sister. Yes, so uh, Raymond is the heir to a dilettante aristocrat who is like super irresponsible, has squandered the estates. And so even though his father at the time of this novella is still alive, Raymond has effectively taken over the earldom and is extremely stressed out because at 26, he has become the guardian effectively of his two young siblings, as Meg mentioned, and the steward of all of this land and property, while his father essentially presents nothing but obstacles to him attempting to improve the family's like reputation and circumstances. So he's just got the weight of the, wor his, the world on his shoulders. And Rosalie is the daughter of a minor peer who for various like family reasons had her season delayed. So she's making her debut in society late and she already feels like a wallflower and that she had a bad season with no proposals and she's already panicking that she's going to be stuck as a spinster forever and so her behavior largely stems from that desperation so it is a little bit of an opposites attract you know starchy slash free spirit situation yes. Also, one of the tropes that this book employs that I love is the passage of time. Like, and I don't mean like three years later, six years later, like each chapter is a different hour in this one day. It's like the movie High Noon where like everything happens along with the clock, but like you literally get the prologue is a year ago. And then the whole book takes place on All Hallows Day. And it literally is like noon, one hour afternoon. And I loved it. And the epilogue is one year later. It's so good. I love it. I it's do love it. So good. I love that. It Weirdly, I know it should be like falling in love in eight hours is hilarious, but it like almost putting the clock on it and showing exactly how it evolved from hour to hour was like, it made it so much better and more believable somehow. Yeah. I don't know how that is, but, but yeah, I mean, there are, I've read a ton of books lately that have been like, they meet have this meet cute and then like literally maybe even during the meet cute or like very soon after they're like hey will you marry me yeah or hey let's do some fake dating and I'm like like that just doesn't again I love romance obviously but I, I just want a little bit to like a tiny bit of believability to hang my nails on you know to get my claws into to really like the story and they spend eight consecutive hours together mm -hmm. and their and feelings. Like, I, I mean, I think we've read in a lot of books that they point out that a lot of women would accept proposals from men that they had maybe spent, again, eight hours with over the course of a season because they had right. a ball here. They visited them on their at home there. Right. So I think, you know. Eight unchaperoned hours is more than a lot of people in the era had to go by. Exactly. And I'm like, okay, I, I believe it. And so the other big trope here is that Rosalie has, as it says in the book jacket, a tundra for this neighbor who is a bag of dicks. The worst. 
And you've got the woman feigning being bad at a sport so the man can teach her how. I loved how that was uh, played with as So well. there's a little bit of competency porn that comes out of that. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Which we're both, you know, kind of trash for. We are trash for it, so. So good. All this right. was really cute. Yep. It's, this is super cute. I think cute is the perfect word for it, honestly. It was adorable. It's mostly just tension building over the course of this novella, over the course of this day, until simultaneously their lust for each other and, like, an external stressor collide at the... Collide. Nope. (laughs) Collide at the exact same moment. And it leads to them having to have some really serious discussions really quickly and mm-hmm. then they actually get to suck face mm-hmm. I don't know it was we've talked also about how like structure is very important and I think this this novella is very well structured yes well and even like the grist mill being talked about throughout the book like just little yes. things like that the, the payoff Aaron Langston is a really smart writer yeah, like, look, this this novella is, like, max 100, 110 pages, right? Oh, God, yeah. Like, maybe even less. And she still, like, you still get this, like, foreshadowing, and you still get these these literary elements of style that work so well. I mean, that's why it works. And these know? characters are both so much more complex than they could have been in a novella. And mm-hmm. not even because you're relying on the fact that you read Forever Your Rogue, because, again, I forgot that I had. But, like... Raymond seems so starchy, but, like, he's got a wicked sense of humor, and it's not that he, like, disapproves of inappropriate women. It's just that, like, he doesn't have time for bullshit. Mm-hmm. And Rosalie is acting really flighty and irresponsible, but it's actually that she's just desperate. Yeah, and, and she's, she's young, and she's, you know, yeah. Like, she values the traits he espouses. Yes. It's just that she think she's got one shot yep anyway i don't know i i really liked i i liked she was ridiculous but i liked her single-mindedness yes so like i liked her determination i mean it's a good trait if you look at it from a different angle right right and that's what i think is really nice is that you you see even raymond realizing this throughout the course of the book right and you see her realizing it, too. Like, oh, he's not just this, like, uptight dude who doesn't like fun. Right. He's, like, got a lot of responsibility, this poor guy. Right. And, like, here I've been making his day harder because mm-hmm. I had a thing I needed to accomplish today. He must think I'm really frivolous. Yeah. It, like, it I just. I don't know. It, it re- their dynamic really worked for me. Mm-hmm. Totally. And then um, I think Aaron Langston does this thing uh, that Lisa Kleypas does really well, too, actually, which is looking settings back Settings in at, Hampshire? Yes. Well, not settings in Hampshire, but but settings in these, like, rural English places and, like, what were the traditions? Like, what mm-hmm. would they have done? Right. And so, like, it, sure, it sounds ridiculous that they play this <laughs> game. That scene had me laughing out loud. It was so funny, but also, like, I was like, oh, wow, like, this is a thing that Aaron Langston looked up and was like, I'm going to put this in a harvest festival. Yep. You know? 
Yeah. So it felt it was really funny. When you read historical romance, I mean, yes, you read it for like dukes and whatever, but you also read for these little things like, oh, this is how life might have been like. Right. I don't know. It was really fun. I liked it. It was a small universe. And I literally mean most of the book took place at this fairground over three separate years, mm -hmm. including the prologue and the epilogue. But mm -hmm. it like it was a really well-developed fairground. Talk about world building. <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> it was good. It was really good. I don't know. I got nothing I in terms of content warning. Yeah. Like, I'm going to say I don't have a lot. A lot lazy to say. person. But like you don't hear about anything. Yeah, his dad's not great. Um, her, the person she has a crush on is kind of a jerk, but. None of this is a content. Like, it's, I can't no. think of anything. Honestly, no. I don't know. There is Ghost explicit stories? sex, but. Ghost, yeah, there's, there's some, like, witchcraft, guys. <laughs> there's some witchcraft. As the woman who spent part of the last episode we recorded complaining about a, like, Christian-centric, monotheistic worldview, I don't think... I'm not here to be like, oh, there's witches! It's like, yeah, the fucking witches, let's do this. Well, and they obviously knew what they were talking about, those witches. All right, sexiness. Okay. For a book that was, like, 100 pages long, it was pretty sexy. I also totally bought the like slow increase of sexual tension each chapter as the time was progressing and mm -hmm. then they sort of just ignite yep my only complaint is that the setting of the most explicit scene is very dirty <laughs> and i just kept thinking about like oh god her flesh on that <laughs> so that's but that's a me problem yeah, you gotta, there are some things you just have to ignore, but yeah, no, I liked it. I liked, um, yeah, I liked the mill. It was the mill, guys. I'm sorry, I'm spoiling it. Meg. <laughs> the haunted mill. I mean, it's going to be haunted from now on. You know well, I, mean. I always love that because it's like, what's the moaning coming from that building? It's like, <laughs> yes! probably people fucking it all the time. <laughs> That's the thing. I just love that they like added to the myth, the, the myth of the haunted <laughs> <Yeah>. mill. <laughs> There's some flickering lights and scary noises coming from there sometimes. Like All Hallows Eve. <laughs> the cry of a wounded animal. <laughs> I don't know. It was good. It was really Spoiler good. Tag. I really liked it. You should check it out, especially if you have Kindle Unlimited. Like, there's nothing stopping you. But even if you don't, I think it's like $1.99. I don't know. It's worth it's it. It's adorable. But I need to talk about some spoiler things. Yeah. So thanks for coming on this ride with us. Again, on, we are spoiling I... forever your rogue. Not... We're not spoiling this. Uh... No, if you have only read this book, don't stay on the line. Right. I know we're only spoiling forever your rogue, but that's true. If like this is your starting point and you've no idea what's going on with Forever Your Rogue, you probably just want to spare yourself this. Yeah, spare yourself. Just enjoy this cute, wonderful, sweet novella and like the warmth that it brings to your heart. Yeah. I have a way bigger problem with the fact that Raymond was killed in Forever Your Rogue now. I know. I know. And for the record, if you like didn't listen to us. He's killed in the epilogue, which is like 20 years later. And but when we say dude, killed, he's not like, it's not like a murder. He doesn't get like, he's just unalived. 
he just dies. He dies of old age. But it's really sad. Of old age when he's like 60, too. Well, like, he's like 20 years older, right? Like 20 years older right. than mm-hmm. Nate. Because Nate's seven yeah. in this book and he's 26. So he's 19 years right, older. Right. So I don't know how old Nate is in that book. Probably like 40. I was, he's older. I'm just going to say he's older. He died of old age, okay? I mean, people did die of old age like 60. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I read a thing that says that's not the case. Which I, yeah, I know. The studies are like the average age of death is because so many more people died young, not because the oldest Correct. people weren't as long so, lived yet. Swear, yeah, but. so in general, if you made it past like 20, you are probably going to make it, not probably, but you are going to make it to like 70 or 80. Unless you were killed in the wars. So, um, or unless you're Raymond. Or influenza. <laughs> Maybe he got influenza. God. I just, it made me really sad when I realized this is forever your wrong, which meant he like dies relatively young. I know. Did it make you sad? Like, not necessarily sad, but did it make you kind of sad to realize that because she's pregnant in the epilogue and you're like, yeah. oh, it's not going to be the heir because he doesn't no. have any heirs. Why would that make me sad? I don't know. Yeah, having daughters is the worst. <laughs> I mean, that's not what I mean, but anyway. It's a good, it's, this is still really good. You it's a treat, it. and I like this book, and I loved Forever Your Rogue. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, he's real dead, and now I'm real sad. I'm sorry, Lane. <sighs> you ruined this for me. I could have just happily forgotten these two books were absolutely connected at all. <laughs> I shouldn't have mentioned it. I should have, like, edited the episode real sneaky. Neat, real well, I mean, in fairness, you would have said, this is the prequel novella to Forever Your Rogue, and I would have said, oh, have we read that? <laughs> so it would have just happened on air <laughs> if it didn't happen beforehand. I would have been like, yes, we did. Let's move on quickly. <laughs> you couldn't have known how it would affect me. Don't think close. Don't think too hard about it. Anyway, thanks, Thank guys. you guys so much for listening. <laughs>